Okay, guys, uh, episode 32, right on, on this beautiful fucking Wednesday, and I'm just thankful for not being in Korea right now. What about you, Jared? Hell you yeah. actually could probably pull that a little bit closer. closer. You can even move it and shit. Um, you been keeping up on that, or you try to stay away from it? I stay away from the main news, things going on. Dude, me too. You don't get, know what the fuck to believe. I anymore. get whiffs of it, you know, you can't help it, Yeah, you know, because... They pump a lot of uh, stuff out there. So, <clears throat> what's going on with Korea? I mean, uh, no, Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine. <laughs> so I fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're here with my friend um, Jared Killer Gorilla, Killer Gorilla Cannoneer, number one middleweight in the world. Um, number two uh, on the official rankings, yeah. but number one. Yeah, number one in my opinion, but and you'll get to prove your uh, prove that in a couple months. Do they have anything announced yet? Nothing announced. Everything is just word of mouth right now. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as my manager said, who who you know talks with the UFC mm-hmm. quite often, that that's what's happening next. Me versus Adesanya. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else it could be, but yeah. probably a good timeline. I was seeing some rumors that he he was wanting to come back in July, so that might be just perfect timing for you, huh? That's perfect timing. You know, I'm ready right now, but yeah, in four months I'll be even more ready. Yeah, you looked fucking. You looked fucking great against Brunson, dude. You look great in just the fundamentals, all the the basics that we always cover at the MMA lab. Mm-hmm. They really came out in that fight. Like it, it worried me a little bit. You got taken down. I think it was a second round, and you in the middle of the cage too. Yeah. I know how good you are getting up against the fence, up against the fence. But in the middle of the cage, you gotta you can't make mistakes. Or you're gonna give up your back. You're gonna be in a bad position. Yeah. And you did fucking just such a phenomenal job at just letting your techniques. And letting your training really flow in those high pressure situations against a good guy, um, yeah. How'd you feel overall? Now you look fucking good, dude. I felt great. I felt light as a breeze. You know, even with all everything he was throwing at me, it felt uh, um, re- relatively easy to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't say easy as if he's not good, but easy. It was easy for me to deal with mentally and physically. So. The speed difference it was my big thing. I'm like every time he he tried to flurry at you and everything, I was like, I, "Were you thinking the same thing? Like I'm gonna touch this motherfucker?" Yeah, I, I think I was a little too fast because I was trying. We we worked at all camp and I threw it a couple of times in that fight. The uppercut off of his, off of uh, his initial action, mm-hmm. you know, especially when he tries to change levels, the uppercut and I'm it was too early. Like damn near like maybe four or five times, it was just too early, and yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, it was impressive too. Just like your striking, it looks like it improved so much. It's just on all of your shots, you weren't loading up any of your shots, and you're just snapping them and whipping them straight from your face, bringing them back to your face. I don't know. You looked really improved, and you looked really fucking good, dude. Thank you, man. Well, you know that's always a goal. Whenever we step on the mats or going to the gym anywhere, the goal is to get better. Yeah. You know, if you're not doing that, you're wasting your time. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and me and you haven't trained for a while, except yesterday we got to train a bit, which was yeah. which was good, and I'm pumped to start grappling with you more. Hell yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. That was really good, man. That that pressure you put on me, uh-huh. it 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 
awaken that that thing that I felt that I I may be missing from my training. You know that mm -hmm. that competitive grappling mm -hmm. thing that you need. You mm -hmm. know, um, yeah, we we have grappling classes and it's competitive and we work techniques and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a little bit more wrestling oriented and MMA oriented, but grappling as far as submission grappling, you know, getting in position, holding a position, dominating mm -hmm. that position, mm -hmm. and uh, and then moving to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without uh, without coming out of position and things like that. Yeah, I thought that that was really good. So um, I've always wanted to work with you guys and Tank especially. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not enough time in a free, in in a week, man. My schedule's Dude. already full with all the Dude. other training I gotta get. And. That's the fucking thing. And you've been working with uh, uh Al a lot, Air Physical Therapy. Yeah. He he's been keeping you pretty healthy. Absolutely. You know, if there's ever, if there's ever any injuries, he's he's brought me back from all the major injuries I've had, like my torn pec and my broken ulna. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, he's also made the rest of my body stronger and and more. Um, what's the word? Functional, that's the word. Mm -hmm. So everything is working better. Um, on top of that, I'm also working on, always, always, always working on, you know, flexibility, mobility, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, again, I think jujitsu is that one of that one of those major components is that I'm not really implementing consciously, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's a different game too. A, a lot of when we were rolling yesterday, I was trying, I because I know how good you are at standing up from turtle but i also was trying to take your back but when i felt like i was losing a position i wasn't afraid to just put my leg back in half guard just yeah. stick it back in half guard just to slow you down again see if i can pass again but how do you go about like especially at your level like you're about to be fight for the championship how do you go about scheduling your weeks like it, do you do it on sunday or is it this the same every single week it's generally generally the same every single week, mm -hmm. um, and it's sort of shaped itself into what it is. You know, I don't like say that. I don't necessarily say this is what I have to do and this is what I'm going to do and this day I'm going to do this and that day I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to really focus on on whatever it is I need to uh, improve on. Mm -hmm. So if it if it's strength, I need to do that multiple times a week. If it's jujitsu, I need to do that multiple times a week. Whatever it is, I know I need to do it multiple times a week. So right now my schedule is mainly uh, strength and conditioning, striking, and uh, outside of the pro practices, which is everything, striking, grappling, mm -hmm. and uh, sparring as well. Um, but outside of that, the things that I do on my own is just those things. Strength and conditioning where I go to, like you said, I go to Ares, work mm -hmm. out with Al and those guys. Um, we also have Jared at the gym. Mm -hmm. I still work out with him. He's uh, mainly my conditioning guy. So when it's time to get ready for a fight, right? When I, I got to get ready for this next five rounds, he's gonna be the guy getting me ready for yep. that. Um, and just striking, you know. And you're working a lot with uh Rob. Yep, working with Rob. Work with Randy as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just learning as much as I can from those two very deep wells of knowledge. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so. Yeah, same card as Izzy. Did you go to the back locker room? Did you have time to kind of sit there and watch his performance? I did. It was, right, you know, right as it was coming from all the other interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't really collected myself from my own fight. I hadn't really sat down. You know, they now after uh, post-COVID, they when you go out to fight, they gather all your things up and move your things to uh, 
you don't see it until you get back to your uh to where the hell do we go they bring them to you after the fight so when you're yeah. getting ready to leave so did, did they have the green room set up for houston they did have a green room there oh not, nice not like a big ass uh buffet of food you know like they usually like they used to have is but. it was it with all the uh the all the media people like it is in vegas they had that for the media people and then they had another room for where the fighters were so have you rewatched that izzy fight yet not in, not in in its entirety. Mm. I've watched like the first couple of uh, rounds. It, it just came on Fight Pass like this week. Oh, okay. So I just started watching. I've watched my fight a few times, um, and I ha- just started watching that fight, and I hadn't watched it in its entirety. Yeah, it was impressive. the the first The first and second round of that fight, it looked like. I don't know. Izzy was so good at staying at his range, and it looked like Robert was really having to lunge in to get him. But then, but then Robert, he's just he's fucking so skilled, dude. He he adapted a bit, and he made it more of an issue with the Izzy taking him down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was curious to see your thoughts and what your thoughts on that performance were going to be. Yeah, I want to watch it multiple times. That and a whole bunch of their uh, his other fights. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm now that he's my next opponent, mm-hmm. and I'm watching them. Uh, with that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, with the sort from a different perspective, it's uh, it's always different like that. You know, I've, I watched all these guys throughout my entire career, and I'm like a, a fans of them all, mm-hmm. you know. But when it comes time to fight them, and I watch video on them, it's completely different. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a different feeling, a different approach to it, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna watch that fight a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be good. Uh, that's going to be good. And I, I just feel he has a lot of respect for you, too. He sees what kind of mindset you're bringing. He sees how just solid you are everywhere. Um, it's fucking sweet. You fucking earned it, dude. Oh, yeah. But you feel like you've carried a lot of your power over all the way from, I mean, coming down from heavyweight. And what, what really, what, like, lifestyle changes did you make that made you just drop so much weight so quick? Being in AZ? That definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, changed things. The... Uh the workout regimen, the program that we have there at the lab, as well as uh, knowledge on Dude, dieting. Vapor. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. As, as well as knowledge on dieting and things like that, you know? Um, where, you do know you, where do you pick up that knowledge, your diet knowledge? Just from multiple different places, from, um, from modern-day scientists, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, off from show, social media or YouTube and stuff. Um You'll see things on TV, do this because it's good for you. And then you do your own research and you find out that, hey, they're taking this ingredient from that plant. Yeah. I like to go the more holistic way, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I'll, what herbs, what plants is there? Because I, I, know, I know for a fact that the earth and, you know what I'm saying, that the supreme, uh, the most high, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not going to use the G word because I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't like to conceptualize it, but um, has has this earth provides everything that we need. Yeah, you know, especially if you're getting it from from good soil. A- absolutely. Yeah, really good soil and just quality organic food that's really gonna just digest in your stomach the right way. Yeah. Yeah, but that's interesting you bring up that because I've been every Tuesday having debates with my mom, hour and a half long debates, and she's very, very heavy Jehovah's Witnesses religion. And and last night I was looking it up while I was talking to her how many times the Bible has changed over the past what thousands of years. It's been changed 100 or 200 times, and I'm comparing different scriptures from different Bibles. I'm like, 
they're really different. And, yeah. you, and you could interpret these these scriptures in so many different ways. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That that could be a whole separate podcast in itself. Absolutely, man. You can't. <laughs> I mean, but but we'll stick on the topic of heavyweight to middleweight. Do you, do, you, do you feel just probably just better overall lifestyle-wise being around? Because what do you walk Absolutely. around, 205, 210? Around 210, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm around 211 right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm recovering from uh, post, uh, post-fight post syndrome where you eat everything in sight. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. You st- and you're pro- you still probably got abs, huh? Yes. God yeah. damn. So uh, it's not too far gone from my fight, so I didn't get too far bad. I didn't get too bad. So, um, <clears throat> shit, what was the question? Just, just from heavyweight to middleweight, kind of how much your life's improved, just walking around probably more at your more optimal weight. Yeah, I'm definitely more conscious of myself physically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like posture, um, how how I'm walking, how's how that's affecting my my skeletal structure and all that all that different type of stuff. Just things I'm always conscious of. Uh, just being more aware of my body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what martial arts and exercising has done for me. So it's, it's so now it's just something that I'm always thinking of, and how can I make that aspect of myself better. You know, so um, yeah, I'm super thankful about that too. I'm thankful I found martial arts and stuff that, yeah, for competitions I had to diet, so I have to look at all these different diets. But it's just, I feel like it's just improved my life so much. Yes. Being able to eat good and sleep good and take care of yourself and worry about your posture and, mm-hmm. and worry about just all those things, dude. Yeah, it just makes your brain fucking healthy. Yeah, you know the one thing I don't do to help myself is cold therapy because it's. <laughs> I just don't like the cold, man. I can't. Yeah. It, but it's one thing that I, I think it would definitely help me mentally mm-hmm. because I don't like it so much. If I did it, I know it would definitely help me in that aspect, not to mention the physiological aspects mm-hmm. you get from cold therapy. So Yeah, I feel like with the cold therapy, I like it because, I mean, you're not doing any damage to your body, but you're really challenging yourself mentally. Like you're yeah. everything in you screaming, get out. This is bad. Get out. This is bad. But you, you learn to be like, damn, I can counter that thought. So like even in a fight or even a hard grappling match or hard, anything that, that thought goes through your mind and it's like, damn, I can, I can counter that. That's yeah. what I really like about the cold dude. Yeah. You fucking can sweat though. Like oh, what do you lose? Eight, nine pounds of practice. Yeah. Just about my, yeah. Is it? Yep. Eight. I can lose about 10 pounds in about an hour and a half, two hour practice. Damn, ten. Yeah, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm well hydrated, yeah, you know, and I'm and everything's working right, yeah, I can. I'll be dripping water all over the place. Damn. So what kind of what kind of uh, what's your favorite drugs? Like, do you like a caffeine? Do you like uh, marijuana? What kind of stuff you like? Um, you know, I do drink coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mainly because my wife drinks coffee. You, you know, just a, a coffee pot. We have a kettle. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, we have a kettle. We uh, we do we grind up the beans and we we don't grind them ourselves. If we buy, we'll we'll buy the beans and grind them at the at the store mm-hmm. someplace, or we'll take beans that we've acquired and, and grind them at the store. Mm-hmm. And um, and we just use a French press. Nice. Yeah. So um, you know, so I'll have coffee in the morning every now and then. I like to drink tea. I prefer tea. Um. But yeah, absolutely. I love to smoke weed. You know, mm-hmm. I've done it for so long. I need to, you know, I need to to um, have a little cleanse. Well, that's good. I was going to say try to monetize it somehow, you know. But I don't want to be like 
a big ass pothead all over social media. Yeah, and, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Figuring out how to man a killer killer gorilla strain though. Yeah, they got so many gorilla strains out there. It'll yeah. be so easy to make one, especially with, when you when you have the belt. I, I bet someone will. Yeah, someone will come knocking, and it'll be pretty sweet. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you usually just uh, do pipe or bong rip? What's your prefer? Yeah, I use a pipe Dude. and um, just flour. I don't I don't really use edibles or the tinctures or any of the other things. To, I don't like. Uh, it's just. Outside of tradition for me, mm-hmm. you know, it's newer. All the ki- all the new kids are doing it, you know, yep. vaping and these big ass uh, vape pens and stuff like that. But uh, I'm a traditional man. I like to have some flour. Yeah, I'm generally a solo artist because I'm the only one in my house who uses it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's pretty uh, uh, it's pretty private for me at this point in time in my life. So because your kids are kind of at that age to where they're looking at what their dad's doing and yeah. stuff and. Yeah, so I make sure I don't do it in front of them. I'm not like, you know, walking around with with a spliff hanging at my face yeah. or anything like that. So yeah, cause so usually, usually, do you well at a fight camp, you wake wake up, take a couple of rips, and just kind of go on with your day like that. And then do you dial it in at all during fight camp, or is no, I don't really dial it in during fight camp. I still use it's it. The yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Yep, I use it all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, only time I would stop or slow down is if. It is if it is affecting me negatively. Yeah, if it's affecting yeah. me negatively, which it hasn't. You know, I haven't had any experiences where mm-hmm. dang, I need to quit because I can't breathe or anything like that. You know, as a, as everybody knows, I I can go five rounds mm-hmm. easy. You know, so um. Well, there was a lot of I mean, there was a lot of things that came out to say like the shit probably improves your lungs in a lot of ways, but yeah. who knows what to believe? There was a thing that came out and said that it actually it may protect your lungs from. Uh, exposure to COVID. I saw that. So I was like, "Hey, hell yeah, I'm smoking up right now." <laughs> yeah, th- th- I, dude, that's exactly what. I mean, if you're abusing that shit and you're fucking eating way too much shit food and you and can't stop yourself, anything. or you're not, or you're being lazy, you're not doing yeah. anything. It's like weed's not good for you. Then yeah, it's, it's not just good not. Yeah, yeah, but I I enjoy it too. I, I enjoy the vaporizer a lot, and yeah. some once in a while I'll hit a. A, a bong rip. I like bong rip, just fucking blasting off sometimes. <laughs> you been fucking around with any uh, uh, psilocybin or any psychedelics lately? Uh, I haven't, not lately, but you know I'm always down to, uh, you know, take some trips, take some trips to Mushroom Land. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first DMT experience, and that was whoa. You were able to do that here? Yeah. Were you just at your house? Just at the house, yeah. Cause yeah. dude, I tried it at my house. I had it set, like I said, everything's set up, everything's good, ready to go. Boom, and I I burnt it. I'm like fuck. Mm. And then I tried smoking a different way, and I fucked it up. And then I fucked it up again. I'm like fuck. So I never got to do it. What was it like for you? And how'd you do it? So I had bought a dab rig. It's a brand new. It mm-hmm. could, you could interchange the parts. It becomes like a smaller water bong as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I used the dab rig to do it. So I heated up the little thing and, and set it in there and got, got ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how did you know like what heat to heat that da- dabric? Oh, up? I did some research first. You did? Yeah, it was like a, I I had it and I had it for like six. I had it for like two weeks before I used it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing research big time on it. So um, how much to use? How much to use to so-called blast off, as mm-hmm. they say. Um, the what can I what can I expect? You know what I'm saying? I watched a bunch of videos. Mike Tyson, Joe Rogan, of course, have all been mm-hmm. vocal about it. Um, 
a bunch of other guys, you know what I'm saying, with the third eye open who uh, who speak from a different realm, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and so I just did some studying and then and prepared myself in that manner. We by yourself or Cat watching over? Well, Cat was bit. there. She was definitely there, mm-hmm. but she wasn't like, okay, you ready? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, she, you know, it's my thing. I was in the bathroom. She was on the bedroom mm-hmm. reading a book or doing something, and um, we had it planned. I told her, okay, I'm gonna do this thing. And then I'm gonna come in here. I didn't know it was, how it was gonna affect me, so uh, I had to walk from my bathroom into my bed. So uh, I, I I took the hit, the mm-hmm. first hit, held it for eight, ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then took it was still some in there going. So I uh, cleared it out. Um, after the first hit, you can already feel it. It, it catches, it comes on quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you made it to your bed. I made it to the bed. Yeah, I uh, the second one. After the second hit, after the second hit, I and then I was holding it, so I was hit, watching myself, looking looking at all the shit that was going on, and it blew it out. And I said, "Cat, I was like, well, okay, I can feel it already." She, and then she was in there. She said, "You can feel it already." I was like, "Yeah, it comes on quick." And I came into my room, and I stopped right there. And the bed is right here, and there's a thing right here. And I stopped and put my hand on it. And then Cat was like, "Here, lay down, baby." And I made my way into bed. I'd say I slithered into bed. I can't mm-hmm. even say I crawled into bed. Uh-huh. It felt like as soon as my hands touched the bed, it felt like it, I, all of this was in contact with the bed and I was just... Uh, Hard to explain. Yeah. Velvety is a good way to put it. The way everything felt. Even the air felt velvety. Mm-hmm. You know? Thicker. Um, as if I was underwater but not... So all the air was like, imagine that all the air is water and you can feel it on your skin and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sound had actually changed and they've actually duplicated the sound in a few movies like uh, the Doctor Strange movie uh, where she first hits him and sends his astral body outside of his physical body. They make a sound. There's a sound. I can't explain it, but um, it sounds sort of digital, m- metallic, I guess. But it's hard. It's hard to explain it. That's crazy. They recreated it though. It's because they know. That's crazy. Not only that, but the, how the the uh, the buildings and how space was folding in and out of itself mm-hmm. in that movie and uh, and a lot of different other movies was how the fucking visuals were. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was mostly triangles I was seeing folding in and out of itself. And um, and then in in your mind at that point, where was it kind of like a fear, or was it just like okay, it's okay, just let it let it take me, that let right it there. take me. That one right there, I wasn't like a fear. It was you know you can't resist it. I'd yeah. already I'd already taken it. Yeah. So um, just let it go. You let go. You know, as martial artists, we we learn how to deal with fear anyway. So it was easy to be like to tell myself, okay, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Just kept breathing, and then I relaxed. With that feeling still on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to, then I relaxed. And then it was straight. And that's when I really went in. And that's when I lost all concept of time. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And even space, because I didn't, I don't believe I was, you know, where I, you know, I wasn't in my bed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I don't know where the fuck I was. You did, know? Did, after it, it lasted, what, five? About five to seven minutes. And then after it, what did you kind of, you were just kind of probably just digesting it all and just, what did you, did you pull anything from it or? Um, just, or just went to another realm for a little bit. I can 
definitely I could understand what I heard of a lot of the other guys saying. Mike Tyson said it was like dying. <laughs> Damn. Which is crazy. But I could understand it. When he, the way he said it, I could understand it because it was like your consciousness is separating from your physical body. Like like when the lady in, in, in Doctor Strange did the astral projection on the dude and he wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? She was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And boom. And he was like, he was outside of his body. Next thing he knew. So um, it was kind of like that, but not conscious inside of your astral. I wasn't, I don't feel, I didn't feel conscious inside of mm-hmm. an, an astral body. But um, I definitely felt, I definitely felt I was still a consciousness, whether I was conscious or not. I, I definitely felt that I was still a consciousness, but I knew I wasn't inside of this vessel hmm. even though i was even even though i could come back and feel myself because i was i was always doing this with my hands mm-hmm. and my feet and i could come back and then come back into doing that and then i went back i went back away mm-hmm. it was crazy though man i can't wait i can't wait to do do it do it the right way yeah. and just kind of feel that and then ever since then man i've been so fucking scared dude. really <laughs> just scared of the thoughts of doing it again just going through that again, you know? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> but after I got back, feelings of gratitude, mm-hmm. feelings of power, knowing another understanding of what I am. Similar to mushrooms? I think you could say it's similar to mushrooms, but I think it was way more, more than Dang, mushrooms. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to do that. Um. I hooked you up with some. I got some. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I should have brought some. I should. What uh? You done it right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll stop talking for ten minutes. We'll come back, bro. We'll stop talking. I about love you, brother. For talking. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, what shows you and Cat been watching? You guys watch many any shows? I do watch some shows. Um, none of the new ones, dog. I don't watch too much TV lately. Yeah, because you it brainwashes you. Exactly, man. Even the good shows. Mm-hmm. Even the good ones were meant to instill, install some sort of programming into you. So, um, we're all programmed to a certain degree. The fact that I like to smoke weed is a certain, is a program. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I like to fight, the fact that I'm a heterosexual male is programming, mm-hmm. if you will, you know? So oh, 100%. Just our cultural program we just have to, heavily yeah, programmed. We just, I think us as humans at our level, especially not the elite ones, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Us as normal people, uh, this is why we need universal knowledge so we can make apprise everybody of all the potentiality, all the possibilities that you can be as a human. And what, what do we know about that? Well, we can look back in our past and see all the billions and trillions of people who have come and gone and left their mark mm-hmm. or not left their mark. Mm-hmm. And we can say, this is what you can and can't be. Or you can be something even better than that. And that should be the goal to be something better than what we've seen each and every each and every one of our brothers and sisters who's come and gone do. Damn, yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a fucking good-ass way to look at it. So you try not to watch any shows, but sometimes you watch some, just like older yes. movies or I what watch you watch? anime, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to watch anime. It's definitely inspirational as far as me as a martial artist. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One to uh, break through those levels of mediocrity or, or limiting barriers or anything anybody else says you can't do. No. Mm-hmm. No. Only thing I can't do is what I say I can't do. And I don't even like that word can't. So I try not to use it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> I mean, dude, 
Because it's not like you were fucking raised up wrestling. You weren't raised no. up in all these martial arts. No. You started MMA at what age? I was 25 when I first started. You started MMA at 25, yeah. and now you've worked your way to the UFC title, like about to fight the greatest middleweight. Well, you already did fight kind of the greatest middleweight, yeah. Anderson, and beat him. But the, this day and age, like the greatest fucking, he could pound modern, for pound. Yeah. Like, um, dude, it's fucking insane. I get, I get so many fucking messages. Am I too young? Am I too young? But it's like, dude, 25 you started. Mm -hmm. That's when you walked into a gym. That's when I walked into a gym. That's when I put a gi on. And I was doing gi jiu-jitsu at first. Mm -hmm. And then I see people punching and kicking and getting ready for MMA fights that I've seen on, on TV every now and then. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't watching it then. And um, you were weighing what? Like 300 pounds. 300. Well, making my way down from 300. <laughs> yep. So the first day you went to jiu-jitsu, did you get like super fucking gassed? And you're like, because some people get that gas and they're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I'm too uncomfortable. But yeah. you obviously liked it. No, uh, I loved it. You know, because, uh, again, I already had experience. So, me as a white belt and people seeing me, uh, they, they people already saw the potential. Even though I was a big roly-poly, mm -hmm. fatter than normal uh, guy, everybody knows saw the potential. And I knew, I already know my potential. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I come from a family of athletes. You know, so um, <clears throat> I was just undisciplined at the time, mm -hmm. you know. Um, on top of that... Um, I'm very cerebral, cerebral with the information that I take in and how I apply it. So when I started doing martial arts and jujitsu, I didn't want to be like as strong and big as I as I can. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be as good as I can, and I want to learn these techniques and use these techniques and make the techniques work for, work for me and not the other way around. Not, yeah, and that's a tough thing for explosive, big, strong people to learn. It's yeah. ha it's harder for them to learn because your explosiveness and your muscle can get you out of a lot of situations. Yeah. But then the better you get, brown belt, black belt, I mean, strength and power is not going to get you out of those situations. The right technique is. So, I mean, having that mindset right there alone kind of shows why you progressed so quick yeah. and started at that that um, age and got as good as you are. I mean, yeah. it's fucking badass. So even even at that time, you'd go in there, you're 300 pounds, big athletic guy, and then you get tapped out. Like your ego dealed with it pretty well. You're like, oh, it's not doesn't have to do with how tough I am. It oh, has to do was... with the techniques that that dude just applied on me. That's the fun part because that's when you learn the most. Yeah. So that's when I was like, ooh, how'd you do that? Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. How can I do that? How can I not let that happen again? Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's, the, that's when those were the funner part. That's, those were the, uh, yeah. yeah. I responded to that with elation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and, then, I'm, and I'm like, try it again. Yeah. Try that shit again. Yep. Come on. Let me see how good, you know, you know. Well, and then you got to a point to where it's like, okay, I'm going to try to find other people that can beat me up. I'm going to try to find people that can beat me up and are better than me in these different areas. And then that's kind of where you, Lauren and Joe were down at the lab and then you contacted them and it said, they said, hey, come check it out. Um, they had came back and visited mm -hmm. and they saw that I was still doing my thing. Uh, like, bro. You, you should come and check it out at the lab. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're still up here. You got your family and you're working up here. But you should come check it out. You should come check check out the lab and see how you like it. How this. many fights did you have at that point? I think I had six or seven. I had another fight in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got signed to the UFC. And then. And your first fight was pro, right? That's the way it is in Alaska? My No, I had two amateur fights. Oh, okay. Yeah, February and April. 
I had amateur fights, and then I turned pro that summer. So June or July, I think I fought pro. So who kind of helped you with that decision? Like, hey, you're ready to go pro. I mean, um, I mean, it was a decision that I made. Mm-hmm. Of course, I brought it to my coach, and you know, my team. But in Alaska, is more of the wild, wild west, the wild, wild northwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> you can pick some fights that that help you progress. I wouldn't say that I got the, I picked my fights. Yeah. You know, they picked the fights. Mm-hmm. And then I say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's usually how my career has gone, even out in the AFC and the, in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't pick fights. You just put that trust in your coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is good. Yeah. You I tell me tell too. me who you want me to fight, and then I'll come back. I'll have to convene with my coaches. Mm-hmm. I'll come back, and we'll give you a hard yes or no. Yeah, that's good shit. But I'm, for me, it's usually always yes, but I need to go talk to my coaches first. I mm-hmm. need to go. Just to, to go. see their outlook on it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a good, a good way of doing it. So what, do you, you have any, uh, do you read much? I read. I do read some books. Um, what kind of books you like? Right now I'm reading Treasures in the Sand. It's authored by, uh, um, <clears throat> it's a gentleman from the UK. He goes by the name Jadefrey Memnon. Um, I follow him. He's on YouTube. You can probably, not YouTube. He's on YouTube and he's on uh, Instagram as well. But um, is it f- is fiction or nonfiction? It is historical. Oh, cool. Yeah, with a little bit of science fact in it as well. So damn, it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Some people will be like like Christians will, will be like no, you know. But um, those with an open mind and an open heart and understands the potential and possibilities of the universe that we yeah. live in. Could read and be like, "Wow, what if?" Yeah. At the very least, what if? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I, I I tweeted it the other day. I'm like, "What do you call it when someone just isn't interested at all in challenging their beliefs?" There's got to be a lot of different words for it. Like stagnation. S- like uh, some of them are mean. Yeah. Like. But stagnation isn't really. I wouldn't say stagnation is mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say stagnation is a state of being. Like closed-minded too, state of being. Yep, but there's a negative connotation to it when you say closed-minded, right? Yeah. Because we've heard that word before and we've heard it used. Mm-hmm. When you hear stagnation, that's used in a more intellectual sense because you see stagnant water. Mm-hmm. That water stagnated. We don't want to deal with that right there. And, it, and its state is a negative state. So it's not me saying that it's negative. Mm-hmm. The fact that it is what it is yeah it is what it is mm-hmm. so um i've i'm not saying people are these people are bad if it works for them we need you you that's know what, what I'm saying? yeah I that's then we need we still need you and i still love you yep you know what i'm saying there's certain conversations that we know that we can't have because mm-hmm. there's certain understandings that we can't we may not be able to come to if you have your understanding i mean i have my understanding but we can come to the same conclusion hey I'm all good with that. Boom, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if we come across aliens, when we come across aliens, Mm -hmm. and we tell them, you know what I'm saying, that Jesus is Lord and Allah is the only one, and you know what I'm saying? And they go like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't like it, we don't like you, then they're going to be like, okay, we need to exterminate over here. Yeah. Yeah. We got an infestation on this planet. Yeah. Yeah, people just not willing to challenge their beliefs. I I yeah. just I feel 
I don't know, but like you said, it does work for some people, and it it, it works for them. A, a certain set of beliefs and yeah. a certain like doctrines work. It, it works for them. So yeah, yeah. So what's your thoughts on uh, Kamzat? Oh, I think the guy is uh, is 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 legit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's early. He's still young in the in in his UFC career. So um, usually we've seen guys come in hot, and they sort of you know peter out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But these Dagestanis, man, I don't. Is he Swedish? He lives in Sweden, but he's got that damn Dagestani beard. So he, yeah, and I don't know that, what he is, and he's got that accent. Yeah. So uh, either way, he carries himself like one of them. Yep. Um, and uh, they, though, all those guys have built for me in my eyes have built a relationship as far or a reputation in MMA as these are some strong ass grapplers mm-hmm. who, when they get you down can do some damage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, in the old days, there was a lot of American wrestlers who would take you down and hold you down. Yep. So, um, yeah, when I see comes out, I'm like, hey man, more power to you. Yeah. Even, even if he is fighting in my way, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't, I'm not one to throw hate at anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I only wish you well. Yeah. Now, if you come across me, you know, I'm the one, I'm going to prioritize that to myself. Yeah. As always. And, uh, after that, you know what I'm saying, you may continue your walk to whatever it is, goal you're trying to attain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm real curious with Kamzat because, I mean, he's fucking, he's big for welterweight. Mm-hmm. He's real big for welterweight. I'm I'm real curious how he's going to do against Gilbert Burns, though. Yeah, because I think Gilbert, he, if he's able to take Gilbert down, it won't be an easy finish. Yeah. You know, unless he lands that right shot, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I don't think he's just going to. If he does get Gilbert down, which I think it's good, it's going to be tough because Gilbert can fucking wrestle too. Mm-hmm. But if he does get him down, it's just not going to be like an easy. I'm going to pitter patter this guy, yeah. and he's not going to do nothing. Nope. Gilbert will get up. He'll attack. You know? Yeah. I, I'm super pumped to see what happens in that that fight with Kamzat. Yeah. Which card is that on the? Uh, is that on uh, 273? Huh? Is that the Volkanovski Korean Zombie fight? Is it that? Or, is it that soon? Yeah. Because we just had this one, and this was the March pay-per-view, so the next one's the April pay-per-view. April 9th. Yeah. Volkanovski. Zombie. Damn, it. He sh- is Swedish? Yeah. <laughs> but he looks... Yeah, how is he Swedish? He even talks like a Russian. He wasn't born in... in a, he, I'm going to have to look it up. Because they say he... He may, no, he, it says, it says, it may be Sweden. It says Russian. Russian is a Russian-born Swedish professional well, there we martial go. artist. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, zombie. Damn, it'd be crazy if zombie could club him. And then Aljamain Peter. It's crazy Aljamain's kind of the route he's taken on this. Saying <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. He's he's embraced it. That's for damn yeah. sure. Whether he's yeah. gonna be a heel or a good guy or neutral, he say fuck it. I'm the champ, and yeah. you gotta pay me. <laughs> <laughs> what uh? Do you pay attention to many other divisions? I'm a fan of the UFC predominantly, uh, mm-hmm. biasly because I'm a part of it, and that's yeah. always every fighter's aspiration. Um, but I'm a fan of MMA and martial arts in general, mm-hmm. so combat sports especially. So yes, I watch all of them. Yes, yeah, same for me. I'm just a fan of the martial arts and a fan of what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate the lighter weight classes way more than most people can because they employ way more techniques at a higher tempo, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And um, 
they I think they have to do a lot more to get the finish yeah. than us bigger guys. We can knock you out. We can put our weight on you and make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, the, the level of like for the say who's the heavyweight champ? The level of Francis's jiu-jitsu compared to even someone like Usman or some of the lighter weights. Yeah, you got yeah. I, I think you got to be a little bit more Yeah. I guess solid in your techniques maybe yeah you gotta be you can't just be a jack of all trades you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying you have to be a master of some of them trades yeah you know so yeah for sure who's who's some of your other favorite fighters to watch i like watching a lot of them shit uh welterweights let's say let's go to welterweight okay um i'll even start with the last fight i like watching colby Mm -hmm. you know colby's a good fighter he's a smart fighter as well and Mm -hmm. a strong fighter as well I like fighting. I like, of course, everybody loves watching Masvidal. Um, uh, welterweight. <laughs> welterweight. We got Kamaru. We got Jorge. We got. Yeah. I like watching Jorge, but I'm like, fuck, dude. With the Jorge Colby thing, I'm like, god damn. They built it up, man. It was. It became a drama. It did, didn't you it? Know? So it became like, oh, not this again. Yeah, so, damn, so welterweight, Gilbert's number two, Leon's number three, yeah. Vicente Luke, number four. Okay, so lightweights, who you like watching? I love watching Charles, dude. Yeah. This day and age, like, Charles, the way he marches people down, he doesn't really box. He's kind of in a Muay Thai stance mm-hmm. and marches with his knees. Yeah, He's fucking nasty on the ground. I think he's fun to watch. <laughs> I think him and Islam... I think he's gonna give Islam his hardest fight. Yeah, you think he's gonna? Uh, In my make opinion, it through Gaethje. That's that's the thing. I don't know if he makes it through Gaethje, dude. Yeah. That's the matchup. With with that fight, it could go either way. Gaethje could definitely Club beat him. him up, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Turn the fight into turn turn the title of the fight into his favor. Uh-huh. And like you said, uh, Oliveira is just good everywhere. Yeah. You know, like you said, I like his stance too, man. His because uh, he's a jujitsu guy who's adopted this Muay Thai. Yeah, sort of uh, thing of a striker, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So um, it's definitely uh, entertaining to watch the whole. A lot of the lightweight division, I could just throw it, pull a name out of a hat, pick a name, a mm-hmm. lightweight name. Like, oh yeah, I've watched him fight. Mm-hmm. Names I can't really pull out of the top of my head, but if you said a name, and then it'll just pull back all those fights. Yeah, dude, and yeah. Uh, uh, any of the guys in the top ten could win the championship on any given day. Yeah, uh, Glover. Glover Textera, dude. Like, what a fucking Hell savage, yeah. dude. What a yeah. fucking savage. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of perseverance right there. Man. Holy fuck. Because what is, how old is he? 42, 43, yeah. something like that. Insane, yeah. insane. That's fucking sweet to see. And then we got Volkanovski, Max Holloway, fucking sick. Uh, Brandon Moreno, Davidson Figueredo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, man, it's it's crazy, though. There At one point, it was literally all wrestlers who are the champs yeah at, at one point yeah like but now it's strikers. changing yeah which i'm kind of ha- happy to see you know what i mean i didn't want to see just like oh no if if these if you wrestled as a kid you're going to be end up being the champion i like seeing yeah. it it's a balancing of the scales i think it is mm-hmm. because early on not everybody wrestled yeah and then wrestlers came in and started dominating the scene and now we're seeing that skill level catch up mm-hmm. now you're getting strikers who can wrestle good enough to defend these high-ass level wrestlers yep. and able to implement their game plans and start winning fights and stuff. Yeah. So that's what you got. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
So, uh, you, do you and a cat go out to eat much, or do you guys cook at home a lot? We do cook at home. We eat out way more than we need to, though. Yeah. 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 Just because, because does cat usually cook, or you? Cat is the chef. Is she? Yeah. You we help got clean kids, up? too, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do my part. I, I try to uh, uh, relieve the burden of cat as a, you know, uh, a housewife, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, homemaker. Yeah. Um, and... A uh, very active mother. I try to do my part to uh, mm-hmm. take away the burden, and she does her part so that I don't have to take away the burden. She's even telling me, "Stop, stop doing that." I'm like, "Let me help you." Yeah, that's you know. I mean, that's because I know how much I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't mind unloading the dishwasher here and there, and, yeah. and doing the laundry, and then vacuuming and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just those things. I've done them for so long, for so long in my life that I don't look at them as like a bad negative thing. Yeah, it's just something that. We need to mark off this uh, list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like brushing your teeth. So e- even now, at a fight camp, what'd you have for breakfast today? Today for breakfast, I think I fasted for breakfast. I didn't eat breakfast. I had a few little pieces of watermelon, mm-hmm. but I didn't really eat a big uh, breakfast. Who does your fight camp diet? Like diet? Do you you just do it? Yeah, we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Cat. We usually eat everything. You know, everything I eat, we eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what we the have for Yeah, so when I'm in camp, it's healthy eating. Sometimes we may put some chicken nuggets on for the kids. The or, kids are do the kids not like the fight camp or are they like, "Ah, we got to eat this." We again? eat good, man. Yeah. I eat good for fight camp. Do you? Hell yeah. I'm not like I'm not like dry ass chicken and flavorless ass that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? No, we eat good. We just like salmon, rice, veggies, some, some sauces. Not we don't really we don't really eat with too many sauces though, mm-hmm. you know? We flavor the food. We season the meat. Cat likes to put butter in the rice. Everybody likes butter in their rice. How does cat usually cook the meat? Does she uh, air fry, oven, or grill? Or we oven, we grill, and we pan sear, uh, stovetop. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So usually we're oven, we're oven baking the salmon. That's usually something we oven bake. Yeah, the oven baking the salmon. You get that right, and it's nice and juicy, huh? Yeah. Usually she overdoes it, but when I mix <laughs> it with the rice. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I chop it up and put yeah. it in with the rice. It's just rice and salmon. Same as with chicken and rice or yeah. some shit like that. I really like the uh, the primal kitchen sauces. They have a lot of just a super quality organic ingredients and like the liquid aminos that I use for the soy sauce. And mm-hmm. I usually like to sauce my shit up quite a bit. Yeah, so. we don't really eat too. No, we don't really eat with too many sauces though. You have? Do you have a a, a meditation practice? You do. Nothing, um, what's the word? Nothing certifiable, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just do it. I see it like this, right? When we are, when we're going down our list of to do shit to do today, and we're sitting, we're thinking, focusing on that consciously, that's a form of meditation, right? When you go and you take a shit and you don't have your phone on you and you, you space out. That's a fucking form of meditation. It's mm-hmm. unconscious, mm-hmm. but it's meditation. Just being present in certain areas during the day. Yeah. And just being conscious. Being conscious of where, where my focus is. Mm-hmm. So I can focus intently on whatever it is I want to focus on. That, those are my meditations. I can close my eyes and take do some sensory deprivation. You know what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. put on earmuffs and add the audio deprivation to really go in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those are just techniques you can use to enhance your meditation. But I meditate regularly, mostly about fighting. 
Um, who who kind of taught you or where did you start learning it? Generally self-learned. Again, techniques from different places. Mm-hmm. I created my own style that fits yep. my lifestyle. Hell yeah. So I can't be like, this is how you do it. Okay, I do this, I do that, blah, 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 because I do it anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're driving. And, you know, if you have ever driven any long distances, you know what I'm saying? You go into forms of meditation. Some people fall the fuck asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they meditate so deeply that they even pass out. Yeah. So um, before bed, of course, mm-hmm. you know, when I wake up in the morning, like if I wake up and I don't feel like getting out of bed, you know what I'm saying? I can do an active one where I position myself in a certain position and think about whatever it is I want to think about. It's usually something that I want to get done to, in the day. Mm-hmm. It's usually fighting oriented. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and do you go? Are you do you go into your practices with certain intents? Like, what kind? Yeah. Um, as they develop in my martial arts career. And you come across certain, like, damn, I'm getting hit with this, or mm-hmm. damn, I want to create this uh, angle, this action, this reaction. This is what I need to do. This is the technique I use, and this is the response or reaction I want to get. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know the schedule we have at the lab. Mm-hmm. We do striking practice on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday is grappling. Thursday or Wednesday and Saturday is our sparring days. So there's plenty of time to uh, plenty of time. To come up with a uh, for me to come up with a plan to do stuff like on Monday. Well, shit. Let's let's even start on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, um, actually, I'm gonna have to start. Let's not even start on the day. But <laughs> I, I hope you understand where I'm going with this. It's like you come up with whatever issue you may have. This is what I need to get better in right here, and I make it a conscious effort to get better in that. Mm-hmm. If I have to tell my opponent, this is what I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on seeing that right hand. I'm working on dealing with that right hand. Mm-hmm. I might not even tell you that I already have an answer for that right hand, but I want to see that right hand. Mm-hmm. I want to see that big left hand. I want to see kicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, they don't have to be hard, big loaded up kicks, but I need you to be, I need to, for me, fighting is, I need you to be fast. I need you to get them up here. Yeah. I need you to be dynamic mm-hmm. and versatile with, with your kicks. That's what I need to see. Yeah. So, um, and then from there, whatever plans I've formulated to deal with kicks specifically, whatever coach believes this is how we this is how we this is what we do here at the lab. This is how we deal with kicks. Whatever information Rob, Randy, or whoever else on the team may have for me, yep. I'm going to take. Hey, what do you think? What do you know? Okay, let me try this. Let me try this. I can try Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday in pro practices, or I can grab one of my teammates. Hey, this is what I need. And they'll and the, all of them, any of them, will be more than happy to give me the energy I need to mm-hmm. to get better. You ever you ever in, in, in sparring find yourself like, oh, this motherfucker cracked me. Like, all right, now I'm gonna crack you back. No, I haven't really had that. You're um, good about that. That's why I've yeah. all, every time I've been in the room, I'm like, you're just really good at training. Yeah, with some guys, you know, they're gonna they're not hitting you to crack you and drop you or anything, but you know, what I'm saying they're putting some mustard on their fucking punches. Yeah. You know, um, I don't get I, me. I don't get offended. You know, I understand what I sign. I sign waivers before I come in here, and I also do this at the highest level. Mm-hmm. If I can't sit here and spar with somebody who's trying to throw heat and be able be able to deal with that effectively, without getting upset or telling them, "Hey, you need to cool it," I can always do that. 
Yeah. And I have done it before. Mm-hmm. But I feel that if I can't deal with that energy the way I'm supposed to deal with that energy, this is what we're here training for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. And I can, and I have, and then I've said it. Like I've like I've gotten some energy. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Ah, I laid down on them too. Mm-hmm. And then I may have told them, hey, we don't have to do this. We can. I'm, I'm yeah. all good. We can keep going like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I set the tempo of how hard we can hit and how fast you can move. You can still, for me, I feel you can move. You should be, like I teach a class, a sparring class. When I tell these guys to spar, I tell you, you shouldn't be knocking your pony out. You shouldn't be blooding and breaking their fucking noses or cutting their eyes open or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be punching that hard. If you can't help it, you you lack control, and if you lack control, it's probably something in your in your posture that's doing it. Probably predominantly the foot, your mm-hmm. footing and your hip placement. But um, it's the same that I have: high intensity, low impact. I can move just the same way I would move if I was going to knock you out, but not put my weight behind it. Mm-hmm. I can even make contact with you, and not put no weight behind it. You don't even have to protect yourself. It'll be a little touch. You can take something. But you don't have to take any. You don't have to take no more than ten pounds. Yeah, close fisted, trying you know to saying? sit on it. Yeah, but I don't know the numbers or anything like that. But yeah, I've, I've trained with small people my whole career. You know, two hundred seventy, two hundred heavyweight weight. I'm training with smaller people as well. We got mm-hmm. big people in as well, but I'm also training with the small people as well. Yeah. So I've learned to be able to move this big mass fast without hurting my opponent. I can let it go and hit you and hard is all I want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have before, but it's not always necessary. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. Like I said, I've, I've seen people even trying to go hard on you, and you're still just bump, bump, bump. You can put their lights out if you wanted, but mm-hmm. it's just like you're that higher of a human to not let yeah. them get control of your emotions. I hit them in the body, though. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to even know? Okay. <laughs> it takes all the wind. It takes wind right out of their sails. <laughs> Right, you can't you, now. You can't hit me hard, even if you wanted yeah. to. Not even out of their now, sails, out of their mind too. Yeah, and now I can have my way with you. Yeah, if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, and when I do have my way with you, I'm gonna look you in your eye, and you're gonna look me right back in my eyes. We're gonna know. Mm-hmm. We're both gonna know who Uncle is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if That's I wanted it. to from the start, if I wanted to from the start, you doing all that shit, dude? If I wanted to from the start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, we didn't have to go through all this exchange of energy. Uh-huh. We're trying to work here. We're mm-hmm. trying to get better. Mm-hmm. What are you working on? What am I working on? What are we working on? Yeah. That's what you should be doing. And if you're going all hard balls to the walls, then you're working on getting your ass whooped. Yeah, exactly. Or whooping somebody else's ass. Yep. So what uh, what what do you think, last thing here, and then we'll finish her up. What do you think an important lesson for, like, amateurs is? What do you think one of the most important lessons for an amateur coming up? Hmm. There's, I know there's just so many, but I was just curious from your your aspect. An important lesson for amateurs. I would say all the attention, everything that all the uh, the fanfare the posting, the cameras, all that stuff does not matter. Mm-hmm. You know, all the energy you may get from the your walkout, none of that shit matters. Um, 
I don't want to say all the training and everything coach says and none of that stuff really matters once the ref says go. Once the ref says go, everything goes away. All of it goes away. And the only thing that stays is what you have ingrained in yourself. Your programming. Yes, your subconscious programming is mm -hmm. what's there. And you can program this stuff in your subconscious, but you got to do it over and over and over. You know, so. um, Over and over and over for years yeah yeah you have you you can't just learn it like yeah. i said you have to ingrain it It has to become a part of you mm -hmm. so if somebody grabbed my hand i already know i already know i could turn that around i can i can go you know i can wax on wax off and grab your hand and you're just doing it you know what i'm saying yeah or i know that hey we're making contact i know we're close enough to engage mm -hmm. so yeah it's a true skill about being able to first of all just being the moment in general being present yeah yeah, especially especially at, at the level you're at with yeah. when there's 20,000 people yelling at you, millions of people watching, but you're able to yeah. be there and let your training go. Yeah, it can be the biggest fight or it can be a backyard bro. Mm -hmm. You know, like with this last fight, when I walked out to this fight, oops, when I came out for this fight, um, you know, this is my first fight back with the crowd, you know, since COVID. So that's all good and well. Mm -hmm. I've never really... uh uh drawn too much from the crowd walking out but my brothers and my cousins were out there and i saw them as i walked out and they these guys are are really important to me especially as a man as a masculine man mm -hmm. and as a fucking a man yeah yeah <laughs> you know so um when i saw them i i felt that rise of energy like you know what I'm saying hand me my battle axe let's go let's go you know um and then i got into the ring and then the ref said go, and all of that shit did not even matter. Mm -hmm. No, it couldn't. It, it wasn't going to do me any good. It just comes back to what you do every single day. Yes. Yep. So exactly. So that's where the preparation is mm -hmm. to be able to perform and not be affected by anything else. You got to be able to train the right way. Yeah. You got to be. For me, I love it. It's easy for me to get up and go to the gym and and that, get that, my heart rate up. And that's sweat. the thing. That's a common thing for anybody. I mean, especially at your love. I mean, the love you gotta it. Love I just it. fucking love you martial love arts. It, man. Yeah, that's another thing I would say to amateurs. You know, don't do it because you think it looks cool and you want this out of it. It's an ego boost. Yeah, no, you 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 will, you will end up hating it, and you'll hate the results that you'll get out of it because you're gonna come up. You're gonna you're gonna come into some adversity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've torn my pec. I've broken my arm in the fight. I've broken my hand in the fight. You know what I'm saying? I've just told my peg training. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to sit out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to make money. So the shit's get, it's not, especially early on, but only for very few people at the top can live comfortably doing this. Yep. So a lot of other people are struggling and fighting their way to fight for money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it's um, definitely. If you, love, if you love to train, if you love to work out, if you love to get stronger, faster, smarter if you love being better you love doing that through martial arts mixed martial arts mma you may be a, you may you could potentially be one of the greatest martial arts to ever come up come about boom fucking perfect dude that's episode 32 guys uh if you if you enjoy the stuff you can support it at patreon.com slash redhawk academy or just like and subscribe the page um yeah dude thank you jared you the fucking man bro Fuck yeah brother thank you Shit. All right. Peace. 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 Peace